0: Welcome to Dream Stories. We're glad to have you back again this week. I'm here by myself today for this episode. Uh, Lisa is taking care of some other things, and we have a crazy, crazy week. Our schedule's been thrown all off base with an event we have going on and some minor crises with the family and some stuff like that. So we're going to do a short uh, episode this week. I just want to follow up on a question Asked after last week's episode on children and dreams. So we had our amazing guest, uh, Sarah French, my granddaughter. Y'all got to experience my um, one of the joyful things in my life, uh, seeing her last week. We had her on as our guest last week. We talked about children's dreams. So in the midst of talking about those dreams, uh, uh, which were really good dreams and how we listen to children, how we pay attention to children and their dreams and things of that nature, We had a question that was risen that that was basically, how do you deal with bad dreams, dreams that are nightmares or night terrors in children? What do you do with those? Can you interpret those, things like that? We've talked about that very briefly in the past, but I thought it might be good to do a follow-up right now in the midst of answering that question from folks and discuss night terrors and nightmares in children. So let's take a look at that. Nightmares and night terrors in children are a normal thing. It's not uncommon at all. In fact, probably all of us when we were children experienced those sorts of things. Some of those are born out of just straight up. Uh, natural responses and reactions to things, something we would call soul dreams. That is a natural response to experiences of the day, just our life, how things go, our emotions, our feelings. And in children, those are often intensified and result in a natural response in the way they dream. But there are those kind of dreams that are from our adversary, from the darkness, from the demonic realm, things of that nature, that are more than that. They are truly night terrors or fear dreams is what we would call them. And those dreams are often designed to shut down a child's dream life. In other words, if, if our If God speaks to us through dreams and as children, our enemy can give us so much terror in dreams, so much discomfort in dreams that we just don't want to dream anymore at all. Our dream life gets shut down. That's in addition to just the fear and anxiety that's sown in the life of a little one when they experience those night terrors. And let's be honest, when you're three, four, five, six years old, it doesn't take nearly as much to become a night terror as it does for us as adults. And we experience some pretty rough dreams ourselves, but we have the maturity to deal with them, to respond to them, to recognize them, to understand what it is we may be dealing with and not just have the fear overwhelm us. Children often don't. So having conversations with our kids about these things is a very important part of the process. We want to be able to talk to them in... Really, basically, honestly, let them know that this could be a spiritual issue, that it's not just something that's their imagination or that is just a dream. One of the things I'm a big advocate for is that we don't shut down our children's spiritual experiences because we decide to tell them it's all their imagination or it's just something they've made up in some way. You know, what if perhaps that monster hiding under the bed is not their imagination, but it's them being able to see into the spiritual realm and seeing something demonic? What if the uh, giant man who helped them on the playground is not just an imaginary friend, but it's an angel, a spiritual being who's come to assist them in some way? When we just say it's all your imagination, you made it up, just ignore it. We're basically shutting down their spiritual experiences. (laughs) Excuse me. So when we see a child who's experiencing night terrors and nightmares... We don't want to tell them it's just their imagination. We don't want to tell them just get over it. We want to help them understand that it is a spiritual experience. It just happens to be a negative spiritual experience. We want to pray for them and pray with them. We want to encourage them to go to sleep with peace at night. We want to encourage them to think on good things, meditate on that which is pure and holy and good and noble and just, and all of those sorts of things. But do it in terms that children understand. Do it in a lighthearted way. Do it in a loving way. Do it in a kind way so that they're focused in a different direction. Now one of the other things we recommend to folks when they're experiencing a a system, or not a system, but a consistency of night terror, something that's happening over and over again—is how do you combat this beyond just praying, beyond just showing that love and that care? And I generally tell people that, particularly for us uh, being and uh, Christians and walking as people of faith, I tend to say, "Play the Bible at night." on a repeat loop, an MP3, um, oh. old school, it could be a CD or a cassette, uh, in some sort of electronic format, play the Scripture. Now, we don't want to play uh, things like um, Revelation or Daniel. Uh, we want to play things like Psalms, Proverbs, the Gospels, uh, things that are edifying and uplifting. We want to play those uh, Scriptures on a repeat loop, just playing over and over again in the night. So we pray for peace. We pray for the children for peace. We put them to bed in a state of peace. And then we play the scripture for them repeat, on repeat through the night. Now, one of the keys to this that we often don't understand is that you don't want to play the scripture's so loud that it keeps the child up. You actually move from night terrors to insomnia because we're keeping them awake. So you want to play the volume of those scriptures down low enough that they just barely hear it. In other words, without even realizing it, they're having to consciously stop and say, Mommy or Daddy told me to listen to this. So they stop and they listen. If they get distracted and they think about other things and they move off into having fun or laughing or cutting up, no problem. You're moving into a place of peace. Uh, If the volume's too loud, though, and it's disturbing them, it's bothering them, you don't want that. So we keep it low so it doesn't keep them awake. We let them enjoy it if it's funny or fun for them. We allow that to take place. And then we have that volume so low that when they do think about that they're supposed to be listening to it, they consciously make a decision. I'm going to listen to that because mom or dad said to What that does, it's teaching their spirit to rule over their soul. Their soul is the place where the enemy wants to sow those seeds of negative dreams, of dark dreams, of fear-based dreams. But we're teaching them to honor father and mother, to honor their creator, and to listen to his word as it's being spoken over their life as we're playing it. Uh, through the night. It's slow so they make a decision to listen and then they forget and they wander off thinking about other things and then they make a decision to listen and then they forget and they wander off into other things and it goes through that process several times until they forget and they fall asleep. But their spirit is listening. Their spirit continues to pay attention. Their spirit continues to be fed the Word of God, the Bible, the Proverbs, Psalms, gospels, et cetera, and they're hearing that and it's setting the mood and the tone and it's setting the atmosphere so that the forces of darkness, so that the demonic world is not able to penetrate that defense, but instead is met by the word of God. And it will frequently end night terrors in a heartbeat, just Wipe them out completely. But don't give up if it doesn't, If it, you know, if you have a child that wakes up in the middle of the night the first few times you try this, don't give up. Just continue to sow into that feeding their spirit, setting them down in peace, letting them go to sleep with joy, and helping them. And, and you may even need to be there with them a little bit. Get them through those first few nights of recognizing they're not going to have those night terrors. Those are not things we need to worry about trying to interpret. Those are not things we need to try and worry about what did it mean. We just want to cut them off, okay? Then they can experience the joy of dreams like Sarah shared last week. She's been telling me all week since we last did our podcast about more dreams she's had. And guess what they've been about? Every one of them, every night, it's about a princess, Why? That's what stirs in her emotions right now. God speaks to her through princesses and through princes. And does she make some of them up? Sure, they're daydreams. We could even interpret those, just like we talked about last week. But we're encouraging her to listen. We're encouraging her to enjoy. And that's what we want to do when a person has been dealing with lots of night terrors, nightmares, we want to shift the atmosphere so that child can begin to experience the joy that comes with dreams and enjoy the fact that they're having dreams and hearing from their creator. So that's what I got for you this week. We're cutting it a little short. I think we're only about maybe 10 minutes or so t- today. Lots of things going on, but we'll be back with you again next week with more opportunities to learn about dreams and probably going to have some special guests over the next couple of weeks that you'll not want to miss. Till next time, keep dreaming.